Welcome to a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive Producers Deb Barnett and Doug Nickber. You can find us at BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and at www.bacnpodcast.com. Enjoy the show. And now, shooting the gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Hey, who's Caden? Who? Caden. Caden? Yeah. My friend. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Does Caden have a penis? <laughs> oh my god, what do you think? I don't know. Dad? I'm like one of those, like, girly names. It's a boy, yes. Well, he's a pussy. And why is he, is he posting weird things on your Facebook? Oh, it kind of looks like somebody might have a crush on Katie. I was going to say. What about my son, Cat? What are you doing to his heart? <laughs> Kicking it in the ass. Jesus. Ass kickery. I don't care. I just want my keys back. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to throw <laughs> your key. I wasn't going to throw my beer. I wasn't going to throw my phone. And I wasn't going to throw half a Vicodin. So, therefore, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Caden, huh? Yes. Oh, Silva. You don't have to worry about Austin. You gotta worry about Caden. Who would you rather have in your life, Austin or Caden? Don't think. Don't think I'm not keeping my eye out on on Mr. Caden. Just a friend. Austin's two years younger than Cat. You got nothing to worry about. Jesus. Friend with a penis. The kid just got accepted into Marachek, which is not really an acceptance. It's more like a downgrade. Well, considering it's a public school. I mean. You know what's funny, though? I get I show up to his mom's today to pick him up, and he goes, Dad, this friggin' punk like just came up to me and like shoved me in the snow out of nowhere. I can't wait to find him on Monday. I'm going to throw him in the snow. And now yeah, but then we wouldn't have gotten to your racism and homophobia. I'm not homophobic. I'm not racist. I, I, my neighbors are gay. My stepdad's black, and I love all of them very much. Pretty sure they all listen to the show, so this could be fantastic for Thanksgiving next year. Anyway, Silva, what do you got to talk about right now? Welcome to Shooting the Gap. That's welcome. what I'm here to talk about. Talk about welcoming people. Oh. Better be recording. Are we legitimately recording? That soft recording? open was so horrible. Horrible and horrid. Gonzo's going to yell at all of us. If you would have been on the ball earlier, then... When Gonzo was... gets back, he's going to just punch all of us in the No, he's going to punch... Do you want to start over? No. No, I absolutely. I want to talk about this. Got to get some stuff off my chest. He's what in you... Jamaica. Dude, it was Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty... Come on, sing no, it. No, no rights. No? Can't afford the rights. No? Nope. Okay. Off Kilo. the... North Carolina Keys? So we're... Yeah, drinking margaritas in Bermuda with Gonzo. Tahiti. It's a magical place. It's not Tahiti. It's not... He's traveling the islands right now, and and he's having a great time, and he will be back in a couple weeks, ladies and gentlemen. You won't just have to hear our... And then maybe he can explain to Ryan and James what I'm referencing and why they keep talking about different islands because they don't get the reference. Which reference? Of Tahiti? Yeah. Dude, I know what happens in Tijuana, but that's not an island. But what are you talking about Tahiti for? <coughs> exactly. You don't, you don't get the reference. Do you get the reference? I, I do because he told it to me today. That's fucking bullshit. I feel like I'm out of the loop right now. It's an inside joke. 
Well, yeah, with like, with like, you know, seven million people. Nerds. Right. Yeah. It's from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'll explain it it's to you later. It's the same people who watch Heroes and Lost. Okay. Well, that's where I take a <laughs> sip of my beer. What are you drinking tonight, Mr. Silva? I got the Hawaiian brew again, bro. Hey, wave. You know what's funny? Guess what I'm drinking again? The White Rascal. I honestly, uh, uh, your son, Blake, came up to me and he was like, James, what's that? What's that? And I was like, because <laughs> it's got a pretty scary white rascal on the front of it and it's a little devil. <laughs> got little hairs going on him. What are you drinking, sir? Pepsi over there? Pepsi. It's a choice. I just want all of our listeners to know a that, a new that, generation? that when I travel places, I expect at least a half a shot of something to be in a friend's cabinet. I believe I, it's one of the soft drinks that survives in We've been over this. Dude. I've been ransacked. I'm sorry ransacked your brother-in-law was an alcoholic and he drank every amount of liquor. Him. But others. Who? It wasn't me. I used to always bring my booze I over knew. here. I didn't say you. I'm like, I'm a real good guest. I'm not oh, even. Oh yeah, I'm let's not look at me. I'm not totally. I'm just. I bring food. Well, I bring booze. And those months, usually forget all. Me. Those who've done it know who they are. Gonzo, you're. Oh, I was gonna say Gonzo. <laughs> you're such a dick. Why do you drink all the booze? Anyway, all right. So ready for the super show, dude? You know what I'm excited about. The Super Show? I'm excited about talking about sports this week. Sports. No pun intended. No knocks. No talk nothing. About the Super Bowl. Dude, I was actually sitting here really excited to come in and talk about the Pro Bowl. We have one recap. It's the Pro Bowl. There's two well, highlights okay. and there's a score. There's a couple of highlights. The game started, right? It was pretty tight. The there was a halftime. Oh. And Dude. then it ended. Doug was close. All right, Gonzo hated the Pro Bowl. I I was actually pretty impressed this year. I kind of liked uh, teammate on teammate crime. I liked uh, I liked Derek Johnson just laying out Jamal Charles fresh off a concussion at the line of scrimmage. Fantasy football freaking fans everywhere took a deep breath and kind of cried a little bit. I like seeing uh, T.J. Ward flip Josh Gordon up in the air. Mind you, I peed a little bit because I have him in a dynasty league and. I really don't need an ACL injury from gotcha. a Pro Bowl. You got a keeper league. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But um, no, I thought it, all in all it was a better product than what's been on the field for the past forever years. Um, I don't know. What what do you think about it? Yeah, this season. Doug looked very confused. Doug looks confused. confused. So no, my confusion is that you guys talk about fantasy football being um, tied in with the Pro Bowl and Super Bowl. Like, is that... I, I thought it just stopped at the regular season. Well, they have something called keeper leagues or dynasty, dynasty leagues. leagues. You actually get to choose some. Some leagues let you keep just one guy. Some teams let you. It it's kind of like fantasy football lets you do a whole bunch of different things. Like you can keep just one guy who was on your team last year. So if I had Peyton Manning, like I did this year, and I was in a keeper league where I got to keep one of my players from my team, starting next year before the draft, I automatically get to keep. Peyton Manning, if I wanted, if I wanted to. But so where do the points he gets from the Super Bowl? No, None that, that doesn't happen. No. That, that's yeah, that's my that's my confusion. So what that's it is basically confusion. is is people that have say a Josh Gordon or a Jamal Charles. Now now mind you, in these keeper dynasty leagues, your first round pick. If you decide to keep these people, you're giving up your first round pick. So you don't even have a pick at all. First round pick. First round pick. Um, so you see Josh Gordon get flipped head over heels. In a Pro Bowl, in a game that you doesn't matter, you pee a little bit because that's your guy that got you like 
22 points a week. You kind of you kind of get a little bit nervous. And Gonzo's going to flip out. He hates fantasy football, but you know what? The reality of sports yeah, talk he's is in nowadays. Tahiti. You've got uh, you've it's a got magical place. You've got seventy five percent sports talk. You have got twenty five percent fantasy talk. <laughs> it's a magical place. I still don't understand this, and I I'll can't wait to understand I'll it. I'll explain it to you I'm a little bit nervous about it, but you know, I loved that the players wanted to play more in the Pro Bowl because when they showed the clip from two years ago. Where, where they I, were standing, where they got up, and it looked like such a, it looked like patty cake. It looked patty cake. It was softer than walkthrough. Walkthrough. It was like, softer than soft porn, bro. I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It was softer. I think than, there's more touching. Just than caressing and like no <laughs> okay. penetration. That's why I said it was softer than soft porn. Um, you know what? It was funny because initially they weren't hitting too hard. They weren't getting after the quarterback too much. Um, but actually, my boy, Mario Williams, breaks through the line, gets his arms around Drew Brees. At that point in time in the Pro Bowl, they're supposed to blow the whistle. They're, you're not taking the quarterback to the ground. Um, Mario Williams grabbed him and then let go and then looked at the ref. Play's still going. And, and said, at, it's a me, Mario. It's a me, it's a Mario. <laughs> I did it, sorry. It's okay. But he looks at the ref like, really? Okay, we're going to start hitting him. And then you start seeing Derek Johnson. You start seeing Marcel Darius. You start so, start seeing J.J. Watt. You start seeing guys break through the line and hitting quarterbacks. And, dude, I saw Cam Newton get sacked five times. It was great. Was I saw sacks. There were a there ton. The most sacks I've ever seen in a Pro Bowl. And Dude, there were there were good hits. There were big plays. I love the flea flicker from uh, from Andrew Luck out to uh, Deshaun Jackson on that deep ball. By the way, I didn't think Deshaun oh, Jackson had the should have totally been picked. I didn't think Deshaun Jackson had the balls enough to go up in between two. Well, a corner and a safety and go up and get the ball. And he it's did. The Pro Bowl. Yeah, well, you know what? It's still the Pro Bowl. It's still still not all that competitive. But it was a hell of a lot more. Usually I watch the first half and I shut it off and I go start drinking beer in the garage second half. And I watched the whole game. And I had a good time watching it this I year. love watching football, so I usually just watch the whole game even though I'm kind of happy. Two years ago I really felt like I was suffering through it. And it wasn't until they put Von Miller on the defensive line. That shit started. Because he asked yep. to be on that line before stuff got crazy because he actually got a sack. And everybody was like... What are you doing, man? Dude, stop hitting the quarterback, bro. He was bro. like, screw that. And he's like, this is kind of boring, I'm a rookie, guys. And this is my first year, and I don't give a shit. I'm still playing football, so. And go figure. Ah, that's just, I, you know what? I like the young guys. I like seeing them get out. There were a ton of young guys there this year. Ton, ton, ton. You know, last week made me really realize, though, how, how different how different it is that nobody wants to play in it anymore. There's so many people who are like, ah, uh, you know. It's the veterans. My pinky kind of, I don't know, I touched a bottle wrong when I was out. Stop talking about Tom Brady. Brady. He tore a ligament in his uh, hand. Tom Brady hasn't played it since 2004. In a well, I was talking about this year. So, don't bring up old shit. <laughs> you know, he never plays in Which, to be honest with you, if I'm Tom Brady, He's usually smart. in the Super Bowl. You know, if I'm Tom Brady, that... I, that, but that didn't matter for the longest time yeah, either. Yeah. If I'm saying, if I'm Tom Brady, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to play either. No, I, don't I, risk I don't it because you know what? All it takes is, even if you're playing patty cake football, he's the reason that that team goes anywhere every year. Yeah. I mean, let's face it: the Broncos aren't going to play win the play the Super Bowl if Osweiler's a quarterback. But that's easy to say. That's an easy thing to point out. I mean, they are they as dominant a team without Peyton Manning? So you know what? So I'm gonna, the simple answer is no. 
Just just off subject a little bit. I think if you give Brock Osweiler a full off season, I think you could put myself, you, Doug, Gonzo out there at quarterback with the weapons they have, the offensive line protection they have. You're at least going to make a playoff run. It is what it is, dude. The, the Broncos are. I don't know team. about that. If I was out there the way I was throwing last week, you played quarterback last week. Apparently, they would be either way underthrown or way overthrown. You played so. quarterback last week. God damn it! I should have shown up. Should've. Then I could have smoked your ass. I'd have looked good in front of somebody. Gonzo usually makes me look bad, so at least I'd have been able to make you look Gonzo, bad. Gonzo makes me look bad, so. Oh, boy. Well, that was the Pro Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Team Rice beat Team Sanders. You got Nick Foles as MVP. You got Derek Johnson as, Johnson as MVP. Nick Foles, I tell you what, man, he he I'm was excited. Disappointed that he, I was like, no, you know what? He was excited, man. He, he had a good regular season for only playing 10 games, and then he goes and he plays in the Pro Bowl and, and wins MVP honors. I, I know it's kind of a BS freaking trophy. It's like, hey, here's your pink ribbon. Good also job. Also kind of BS because I feel like there's other guys who deserved it, but okay. Anyway. Pro Bowl was better this year. I think they're going to keep expanding on it. And I think uh, from here on out, you're going to see a better product on the field. I think if you put it after the Super Bowl, you're going to get an even better product. But I'm going to go ahead and leave that to the league. I don't run it. That's Roger, Mr. G-Funk Goodell. Let him go ahead and uh, do his thing. Football's his, though. He goes to... Shove it a hub it a hole. Sorry. Well, if we wouldn't have started so late, Doug, we wouldn't be yawning right now. Doug had to eat. We don't want a grumpy Doug. Jesus. Yeah, we don't want a grumpy Doug. Kids, bed. What do I have to do with that? Dude, the kids have actually been in bed. Kat's been the only one on the couch for at least an hour. Am I bringing up weird shit, or is that legit? Boom. That just happened right all over your face. dynamite. Right all over your five head. I got one too, Doug. It's okay. That's like, see, because he's bald and you're bald. I'm allowed to say it. It's it's a little bald on bald crime. There's nothing nothing wrong with it. Is it still a hate crime if it's like on like? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it is. You can't like, sue me is what you're asking. You, it's not allowed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are you so the Pro Bowl. No, the Pro Bowl's done. and that was a, It was fantastic. Um, usually after we go over a game recap, we go right to what? Top fives. I'm pretty excited about this week's top fives. I, I actually think I nailed it on the pop culture top five this week. Well. Uh-oh. Paper's flipping. Notebook's slapping. Ass popping. Top five. And, and I'm going to tell everybody why I decided to do this. Um, people that listen to uh, ESPN, ESPN2 in the morning here, a couple of fellas. Am I allowed to say their names? Uh, Greeny, the Ocho. Uh, no, Greeny and Golick. Um, we usually see the Greeny is absolutely the four-letter network. Yeah, Greeny is absolutely in love with Jerry Seinfeld. So he actually got to do a one-on-one. Actually, it was more like a two-on-one interview with Jerry Seinfeld this morning, or it was yesterday morning, and it made me think. Let's do top five Seinfeld episodes. Okay. And I think it's a pretty good one. Gonzo was excited about it. Doug was excited about it. I was excited about three of them out of the five. The other two I kind of had to pull out of my ass, but I don't know. How'd you feel about them, Silva? I felt like there was a ton of episodes that I was trying to choose from, and I felt bad that I had to leave. Yeah. So this is an exciting top five. It's better than Michael Jackson. There's some I forgot I liked, and then there was like some that I was like, I gotta put it on. I gotta go. Well, there were ones where I'm like, I gotta go deep. I gotta, you know. And there was some where I just I remember the plot, and I go, that's always gonna be with me. I was, you know, what do you got? 
All right, so my top five. I got to actually make sure I don't read uh, Gonzo's here. Um, starting from the top, and this one. So do a number one. No, I'm uh, I'm starting from the top of my page because I go five, four, three, two, one. I've got seen it. a lot of people go one, two, three, four, five. On anyway, my number five could have been my number one pretty easily just because of uh, what it had to deal with. It was the Seinfeld episode called the contest. None of them were allowed to self please themselves for a certain amount of time. Master of the domain. Master of the... Queen of the castle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that episode was just classic because the frustrations and and people getting edgy and getting mad at each other. Well, the way they filmed it, like, when I watched it originally, is like... It's like, I was like, well, this is stupid. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, this... Oh, this totally makes sense. That and Kramer's out in, like, what, five minutes? (laughs) Because he's a naked lady across the street. Yeah. So that was my that was my number five could have been my number one, uh, my number four is the limo ride. Um, it's where uh, oh boy, what's his name? The ball guy's car breaks down. George Costanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, him. Anyway, so they end up pretending that they're uh, this O'Brien character, and they go ahead and take a limo. End up getting taken. Well, first they pick up Kramer and Elaine, and they're cruising around. They're in a limo. They're having fun. They're talking shit. And they end up showing up to a Nazi rally, mm-hmm. and O'Brien's supposed to speak. So there you go. George Costanza has to speak in front of a Nazi rally. I actually really enjoyed that one. Uh, my number three, and again, this could have been my number one. Of course, it's sexually related. The Sponge episode. Mm. Uh, you got Elaine. Sponge-worthy. <laughs> yes. Sponge-worthy. She stocks up on her female contraceptive piece because they are supposedly going to get mm-hmm. rid of them. And she's uh, she's a whack job the way it is, and just the way she brought out that episode and and different things, I, I got a kick out of it. Uh, my number two, of course, is the soup Nazi. I love the soup Nazi. No soup for you. No soup. For no you. soup for you. I mean, just the way that guy was literally like Hitler of the soup shack, absolutely cracked me up. And none of the characters of Seinfeld, except for Jerry, really knew how to go in there and order a bowl of soup. It was pretty George classic. Hmm. He did, but he learned. He learned That's how to. Right. He, he had learned. To be conditioned. He had to be conditioned on how to order the soup. That's right. Um, my number one, and this partly is because I felt like Seinfeld was carried on too long. I felt like the show they kind of dragged it out a little bit. There were so many. I'd say eight out of ten episodes were no good. And in the last I, season? No, I'm just saying in general. I'm saying eight out of ten episodes throughout the whole series. Just, just, I'd sit there, I'd laugh a couple times. It was like watching The Simpsons Go there. back, man. Anyway. Go back. And anyway. Binge. It's, it's, it it's up. the finale. The last episode. Um, I thought the finale was terrible. I, I enjoyed it because I knew that it was going to be all over. And I, I felt as wow. though yeah. there was supposed to be an end for Seinfeld. And when that episode, episode that came out... He really does hate Jews. And everybody went to jail <laughs> because they wouldn't help a fat guy that was being mugged. And I felt like that was kind of closing the deal with the whole series. And I was I was pretty happy about it. But at the same time, pretty sure the contest or the sponge could have taken number one. But I had to put my number one as being the, the, the finale. Side note, what Marvel movie did that fat guy co-star in? Nobody here knows. Tell us, Doug. The Punisher with Thomas Jane. All right. He played Mr. Bumpa. 
Gonzo's? What's Gonzo? Uh, Gonzo. And I, I'm not going to give reasoning behind it. He, it was a quick phone call earlier. No, Number he five. just Googled it, right? No, no he didn't. Uh, Deb, no. Deb, no. Jesus, Deb, rude. Deb, jeez. Uh, Gonzo's top five. I'm going to run through them real quick. Number five, the contest. I'm sure it could have been his number one, too, the friggin' pervert. Uh, number four, the kiss hello. Not sure what had, what that had to deal with. Which one's the kiss hello? The kiss hello. Uh, number three, the beard. That had to do with uh, George Costanza's toupee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got number two, the soup Nazi. And you got number one, the marine biologist. Apparently when George uh, was pretending he was a marine, marine bi- biologist. Yeah. Oh, that that he, was a good one. You had oh Kramer out there fishing. I forgot and, about that one. That was great. <laughs> they got those <laughs> that was a good... the golf ball out of the whale's like, freaking the blowhole. Hole. Yes. That was just so awesome. Because he's like, what are the odds? Yeah. Gonzo's top five. Signed up. Yeah. Great, dude. Uh, number five for me, the visa. The very bad man. Oh, Babu. Babu. He's like, no, I'm a good man. Gets his mail mixed up. He's trying to be a good guy the whole time. He's like, no, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Oh, you very bad man. Ah, it's a great time. Number four. The Jimmy. The Jimmy. 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 Jimmy refers to himself in the third, third person. person. Jimmy's getting mad. He's getting mad. Then he hits Kramer, and Kramer gets to go to the gala because he thinks he's fucking handicapped. Yeah. Fucking he's great. like, thank you for the work. <laughs> he's got like stroke face. Yeah. Great, dude. Uh, number three, the contest. Yes. Be, it's going to be on everybody's list, right? Yep. yep. Number two, Soup Nazi. Yes. That's got to be on everybody's list. Doug, don't take it off just because it's there. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It is what it is. Number one, Doug will appreciate this. You only know who one is. Come on. The Strike. Strike? The Strike. Festivus, man. It's the Festivus, oh, Festivus. episode. Who goes on Strike? Uh, the packing, Packaging. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, and that's then right. Seinfeld's... Chick, she's the one that looks good in different lighting. Oh, the oh. there are so there she gets so all mad at him, goes to leave, and he goes, "Oh, lighting is terrible." Lighting is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few where I was just like, I was like, which one's the one where Terry Hatcher, like they talk about her boobs being thick, and she's like, they're real and they're fantastic. Which fantastic. one was that? I don't remember. And there's the one where the, one of the early he's dating, I'd he's dating the one. girl whose name rhymes with the female anatomy, and he can't. Oh, he goes, yes. And he goes, Mulva. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed so and I wouldn't say like as, watching it as a teen I was like yeah but then watching it as an adult I was like oh this is fucking fantastic so much better um my number five the Pez Dispenser where they're at the concert and he puts the Pez Dispenser around her leg and she starts laughing don't remember that one. Oh, like God. I said, some you're, of them are you're, yeah you're nodding you that was a great episode and it's like he goes who is it the pianist Friend, I think Elaine's dating him. Goes on a quest to find uh, the girl with the like the annoying laugh. That oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. She put the Pez dispenser on her leg during the, and he's like clapping with the Pez dispenser at the mm-hmm. pianist. Um, number four, the contest. There you go. Got to put it in there, dude. Um, I mean, and there's so many that I knew we were not going to overlap on. I'm really happy about this list. Uh, number uh, three, Fusili Jerry. 
Fusilli Jerry. Three? That's number three. Okay. Uh, Fusilli Jerry and Kramer gets the Ass Man license plate. That's right, Ass Man. Um, yeah, and he's, Ass Man. Hey, Ass Man. Uh, number two, the Super Nazi. Yes. I made a, all of our number twos. We all had different that's, number ones. That's actually pretty awesome that all of us were number two at Soup Nazi. Yeah. Um, number uh, number one is was the two-parter where they go to L.A. Uh, it's called The Trip, and uh, Kramer gets arrested because they think he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. I loved that so much. Um, and that was, uh, that's, that's all of uh, mine. That's hey, that was actually a pretty good top top five pop culture. Not as good as top five Dugs because oh man, Quail Man, that's my dude. Anyway, carry on. Uh, Silva, what was your top five football sports related sport or sports related MVPs or Super Bowl MVP? It's Super Bowl show. So yeah, keep it this Super Bowl is movie. the Super Bowl show. I'm stoked. Very. Stoked. Or as Colbert would have you believe, the superb owl. Number five. John Riggins, Redskins. Did you get that? Super Bowl yeah. 17. Yeah. Yeah, he rushed for 166 yards on 38 carries, carried the team to a Super Bowl victory, those 166 yards. Super Bowl record. I don't, I don't see how you put him Super in Super Bowl, Super Bowl record. That's a Super Bowl record before his time. That's okay. A, that is a good, that is good, that is good. Stuff. Call it. What defense number, do they play? Number four. Number four. Kiss my ass. That was a good defense. That was a good defense. Okay. Number four, uh, Terrell Davis. <clears throat> Super Bowl MVP played with a fucking migraine. Yep. Couldn't Made it happen. see in one play. That's Had probably why he broke the friggin' tackle so well. He's like, I don't even know where I'm going right now. He, he, would, he didn't take the touchdown in that one. He took the fake in that one. He's like, I can't see, Coach. Well, they're not going to believe you're going to run it if, you, if you're not out there. So he went out there and ran blind for a play before going to the locker room and getting his medication. Yep. So that's impressive. I got to put I got to put some impressive like that on there. Um number 3? 3? 3 Doug Williams. I hate that I have I really hate my list for the number of the people that are on here because two of them are just beat the Broncos. Scraping the Broncos. Um Super Bowl record uh, for first half offense, thirty five points in a quarter. Still a Super Bowl record there. Um, looked fucking unstoppable. Pretty much put the Broncos away right away after that. Was, I agree with that. Wasn't even close. <clears throat> Number, I, I kind of have a one A B here. Uh, Marcus Allen, two touchdowns. 191 yards, Super Bowl record. On, uh, what I'm surprised you didn't get another guy. 20 carries, 191 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he actually ran pretty fucking amazing. I was watching the Super Bowl replay on that one. That's kind of what reminded me of it um, on the NFL Network. He was fucking amazing in that game. So amazing. He was in the zone, man. You couldn't touch him that day, dude. He was in the zone. And uh, even the tackles on him were minimal. Number one. And I'm pretty sure this one hit your list. Joe Montana. I mean. Which Super Bowl? 24? 24. 22, 29, 297 you gotta, you yards, gotta, five touchdowns. you got to put somebody else in front of him, hands oh, down. I don't think so. That's why well, I'll my go ahead. One a. I will put him in. I will put a guy in front of that. You will. And you will do it. You right want me to start now. right now? Go. 
I got my number five, Jerry Rice, Super Bowl 23, 215 yards and a touchdown. He was a monster. Yeah, who threw him that ball? Uh, Joe Montana <laughs> okay. did, absolutely. But if you look at Joe Montana's, <laughs> Montana. Joe, look at Joe Montana's rec, uh, stats that game, I looked at them. They were pretty kind of uh, – They are pretty decent still. Uh, no, they weren't decent because, you know what, I've got him further down on my list, and those, those, those uh, stats were far better than what he did in that game. So there's a reason Jerry Rice was the – MVP of that game. Uh, number four, I'm surprised. Well, actually, I'm not surprised he, he didn't make your list because it was against the Broncos. Um, Desmond Howard, Green Bay. Desmond Howard, Green Bay, kick return or punt return. That wasn't against the Broncos. It should have been. It should not have been. 31? Super Bowl 31. Gonzo and I talked about this earlier. Am I? Are we wrong? Desmond Oh. Desmond Howard, kick returner. For the Packers? Super Bowl 31. No. What am I looking at? He didn't play the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Well, then, either yeah, way, he, he, he still... Did, he did the next year. We beat he did the next year. Oh, okay, Davis okay. was the Super Bowl. Gotcha, was gotcha. Super Bowl MVP of that game. Well, Desmond Howard... He played the year prior. I believe that was San Diego. Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard, Super Bowl 31. I'm going to have to go ahead and go back Jeez. and look at that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Um, Desmond Howard... Green Bay, Super Bowl 31, 244 all-purpose yards, 99-yard kick return for a touchdown. Dude was a monster. Kick returner as an MVP in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking awesome. You fucking own that game if you go back and watch it. So, And then that takes me to my number three, which actually I had to flip my number three and my number one around because I just I couldn't put one in front of the – well, I did put one in front of the other, but it was for a reason. Uh, my number three is going to be Joe Montana, Super Bowl 24 – which I don't see how he didn't make your list. 297 yards, one on five touchdowns. List. What's that? He's number one on my list. Yeah, but it was the wrong Super Bowl. No, Super Bowl 24. Two, Is it really? 297 yards, 22 of 29, five touchdowns. Dude, I totally thought you, you put the other put, Super Bowl. Put, I thought put, you put the, the – he was the other MVP in the other – I thought okay. you put – Okay. I got Joe Montana. Everybody come in. Super Bowl 24, 297 yards, beast mode. Uh, my number two, I think you're going to appreciate this. We've got Terrell Davis, Super Bowl 32, 157 yards, three touchdowns. Dude was an animal. Migraines going out his wazoo, and he just ran. He could see the hole. I don't know if maybe he was in the Matrix because he was so blind from his medications, but he went off. It's because the holes were huge come the end of the game. Yeah, he had a good offensive line that year. He had a good um, start to the game, too. My number one, and oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. I'm sorry. It wasn't the Joe Montana one. This is, you know, same team, different quarterback. You put Terrell Davis ahead of him. I'm still proud of you. I, I do not see how Steve Young in Super Bowl 29 did not make your list. I'm looking at your list. You're looking at my list. 325 yards and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How do you forget that? How do you forget that guy? I think it's guy? because I forget to write it down and I wanted to put Terrell Davis. Because you know what? You look at San, <laughs> you look at San Francisco and you think Joe Montana. You don't think Steve Young. But Steve Young did that. And by far, I looked back from Super Bowl one to Super Bowl 47. He had the best statistics. He had the best game. I'm going to give it up to Steve Young. What are you looking at over there, Doug? Uh, Desmond yeah. Howard? Nope. Oh. No. I'm, up, I'm upgrading my level 21 Monk on... Oh, Warriors three. Good golly. Oh boy. Let's talk about the Super Bowl to get over this. Let's do so, it. I do have something to bring up. Well, James, gonna... you said it earlier, and we talked uh, about it um, on the right here. This, and it, it gets brought up with. You'll have to forgive me. I, I 
don't know the the Seahawk uh, player is it a running back or, or something um, with beast mode? Oh, Marshawn Lynch, what's up? What is he? He's a running back. He's, Seattle. he's running back. Yeah, he used right. to play okay. for the Bills. Everybody he used to play for the Bills. Well, maybe if he still played for him, you'd be in the playoffs. Oh, um, bam! <laughs> wow. Yeah, sports burn from Doug. That's hurting. Yeah. Um, get a butterfly thing for him because he's at, because you just sliced him. Yep. Um, with my razor sharp wit. Um, no, but um, when when did this happen? That beast mode stopped being a video game term from the early '90s into a sports thing. When is that? Is that this season? It's basically last season. Last season. So it's because fairly he, re- fairly he recent. Broke, he he's really good at breaking tackles. What he does, because they run a zone blocking scheme, and what he does a lot of times is. For those who are a little uneducated on what a zone blocking scheme you is, you can say Doug. It's all right. Well, there's people who might listen who might not know what a zone blocking scheme is. What happens is your offensive line they move together like this. Mm-hmm. Your back follows them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're moving left to right, right to left. Your back follows them, and as soon as one of the holes opens up pretty big, he cuts back through that hole and runs through that hole. So that's basic. You're basically what you're doing in the zone blocking scheme is just you're making moving. space. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving. Everybody's blocking together instead of one guy putting his hands on one guy. Yeah, yeah. It's not one to one. It's it literally a zone. It's never the unit moves, and then when one gap opens up, the back just cuts through that hole. Sometimes when you go to cut through that hole, offense. You saying this is offense? Sometimes what happens that hole gets closed when you hit it. You end up running in the back of your own guys. What happens with Marshawn Lynch typically is he runs he runs into the back of his guy and keeps running and then realizes he's not going anywhere and nobody's tackling him and then he just bounces off of it and then runs into open space and then he's just gone because there is nobody there because everybody just kind of thinks he gets tackled. Cluster fucked and then it's like, okay. Yeah, so like everybody's like, oh man, he's in beast mode just killing it now. But so I was talking he's to James. like that all the time now. He run well, apparently. All the time he likes to run like this. But I was talking to James. That was originally from an uh, early 90s video game called Altered Beast. Ah. I was just wondering when it became a sports thing. So recently, recently. I loved Altered Beast. I, so did I. See? Who didn't love Altered Beast? So for the record, no, I... He doesn't, he, he no, remember. I never played it. I didn't know anything about you it. You never I'm played sorry. Altered Beast? Sorry, I'm playing Mario Brothers 3, bro. What? Give me a break. Oh, it's before Mario Mega Brothers Dragon, 3, but... You could be the and the or bear. Gold, golden werewolf was the what was it? It's a wolf, a bear, bear and a dragon. dragon. Yeah. Hey, for the record, I want to say that oh, Silva. Christ. Remember, and it was like both screens, and it was like merging, like yeah. fucking werewolves of London. Silva what? was Silva was correct. Um, Desmond Howard actually did that against it. I'm New reading England here Patriots. the New England Patriots. Yep. Um, so therefore, I was wrong, and then. Uh, Gonzo jumped on my bandwagon and he was wrong as well because well, it's because the only reason I definitely knew you were wrong was mm-hmm. because a Bronco was an MVP in those two Super Bowls that they played so couldn't have been correct in those games good deal gotcha Super Bowl Super Bowl what do you want to you want to get in on this Super Bowl Super right Bowl? here Super Bowl can't talk about the Super Bowl now can I can't talk about the Super Bowl now yes so I get to talk about the Super Bowl Especially when Doug points at me, he goes and Super Bowl. I love Super Bowl, man. This is my favorite time of the year. 
Favorite time of the year. It, if, you it, love, if you love sports, this is your favorite time of the year because there's nothing bigger than the Super Bowl. Nothing. Halftime show, Christina Aguilera. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Not whoop. this year. Not this year. But Full house reunion for a commercial. I saw that. That looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though. Christina Aguilera, I stood up in my mom's living room in front of like 30 people when they were like, and ladies and gentlemen, Christina Aguilera. And I stood up and went. <laughs> and everybody looked at me like I had a problem. She's hot. I love her. She butchered the national anthem. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. She fucked up the national anthem. That's what I saw. It was uh, three uh, Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, I don't know. Whatever. Which I, I'm just talking about the time where she butchered the national. She that was probably six seven years ago. Six seven. That was that long ago. I feel like that was really recent. Could have been. Anyway, I've been off tonight. I've been off on a little bit of shit. Anyway, it's okay. I mean, why don't, get not, the, it's why don't they get that little kid from Dark Knight? Either Rises? way, I clapped. Because he's dead. Never mind. Oh, oh brutal. He got blowed up. Mm. He's on the sideline probably when that happened. Brutal Boston Marathon? Too soon? Whoa. Yeah. Gotham is not supposed to be like Boston, right? No. Pretty it's, much it's, the same it's, fucking it's place, dude. It's Pittsburgh. At the same place again. Oh, you mean like actually in DC? Well, I mean, Gotham is supposed to be New York, like New York. off of New York. New right? York City, yeah. New Jersey, same goddamn thing. Boston, all around the same central area. Hey, you know, the whole entire I'd actually East Coast. like to talk the about East Coast. This. Since this is Super Bowl talk, I would like to talk about how New York likes to conveniently steal things from New Jersey. Like, <laughs> constantly. Dude, it's like a 15-minute drive. It's almost drive. like, hey, bro, you sort of took our team... Or you're, we're going to take your team's name, or your team took our name so that they can be more popular. So, you know, we're going to play our team in your stadium. And So, uh, the New York Giants and New York Jets do not play in Would you agree that Cheyenne New is in York. Wyoming and not in Colorado? Absolutely. Okay. That's just my point. That's all. Dude, I completely agree. There's one team my in the state that- of New York. What team is that? Uh, one team. The Brooklyn Nets. NFL team, you fucker. <laughs> the Giants? No, they're in Jersey. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Jesus. I just got upset, and I was told to tone down. God damn it. Stay out of New You're York. You're talking about where they play. Yeah. Okay. I'm, no, I'm the, talking about what their names are versus where they play. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, well, I was just saying, because the Giants are, are based in New York. While the they have Jets, a practice field in New York, but they play in New Jersey. They play in the same stadium as I the I understand as the that, Jets. but that's what I'm saying, is that the Giants are... Based in New York, while the Jets are based in New Jersey. So why don't they just name both the teams New Jersey Giants, New Jersey Jets? I used to know a guy I used to work with. He's a San Diego Chargers fan. Do you know why? Hmm. He grew up in Jersey, and he was pissed that the Jets didn't call themselves the New Jersey Jets. No shit. Yeah. So he literally took the furthest team away from New Jersey. I bet you he's pissed he didn't take the Seahawks, huh? (laughs) Well, neither one of them have won a Super Bowl. Not yet. Not now. Elton John is still pissed they didn't change the name to Benny and the Jets. That is true. Mm-hmm. All right, so Benny, I want to talk about the Super Benny, Bowl. You want to right? I want to talk about the Super Bowl. You want to talk about the Super Bowl, but I know somebody in Bermuda, Tahiti. Jesus he wants Christ. to talk about the Super Bowl, doesn't he? I think he's in Jamaica, man. Jamaica, man. Let's go ahead and uh, hear what Gonzo has to say from the beach, shall we? First thing first, but two things that I'm positive about is that Richard Sherman cannot cover everyone. And the other thing is that the pass rush will not be effective against Peyton Manning, sacked no times during the playoffs, and only sacked 20 times during the regular season with a patchwork offensive line that has proved to be one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Now let's move on to the receivers. Demarius Thomas is not going to be matched up with Richardson the whole time, because in case you watch any Broncos game, 
he moves around, he's going to be in the spot on the right, on the spot on the left, on the outside, on the left. Sherman's going to cover everybody except for maybe Wes Welker. I don't, I don't imagine he's going to be out there on any of that. I also expect the running game to be effective for the Denver Broncos. I know that Sean is going to play at full speed, and I know that I am still expecting Monty Ball to be effective in these playoffs. I think he's going to have a breakout game eventually, so it has to be the Super Bowl. Keys to the game, the way the Denver Broncos win. You convert on third down, obviously, to keep the clock running. you got to contain Marshawn Lynch. If you stop Marshawn Lynch, you put the Seahawks in a position where they need Wilson to win the game. He's going to have to make plays, and that's when they're not at their best. Um, Manning has faith in the wide receivers. Um, he's not going to avoid Richard Sherman. If he has a chance to go at him, he will. He's not going to go out there and say, I'm not throwing over to that side. Peyton Manning has never done that. He's not going to do that. People are acting like Peyton Manning is small potatoes, and I want everyone to understand that he is not. He is the MVP of the league. He has had it this season. He is going to come out and throw to whoever's open. He does not care about any of that. Bottom line, Broncos win 30-17 because I believe that all those points that I just put out there will happen. Peyton Manning wins the MVP, more than 300 yards. Who knows how many touchdowns, three to four. It's going to be a Bronco victory. I'm very happy. Can't wait to get back on the show with the Broncos and Super Bowl champions. Wow, fascinating points. <laughs> Your home team. Your... Gonzo spoke well about insert home team name. Anyway, uh, you know what? Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Sometimes the fruit flies need Dude, to that, die on the Is table. that a booger that just flew out of my... It's on your... Oh, that is fucking terrible. <laughs> no, it was definitely one of your kids' Triscuit pieces. Calm down. Gonzo, I, I agree with you on so From many points. Nose. I agree that Peyton Manning is not afraid to throw towards Richard Sherman. I agree that Sean Moreno is going to have a pretty decent game against that front four, front seven, whatever you want to call it. It's basically a front four in Seattle. They they provide a pass rush with their four down linemen, and that's how they get sacks. That's how they make things happen. They drop their linebackers into the secondary, and that is, to be honest, part of the Legion of Boom. My opinion about this game is that Sherman is going to get his. He's not going to be lined up on DT the whole time. I, I agree with you there as well. But Sherman's going to get his. I've got Sherman getting a pick. Sherman's going to get a pick in this game. Peyton Manning likes to throw one pick a game. Richard Sherman's going to get that pick in this game. Well, not statistically, but go on. Uh, statistically, if you average him out over the season, he throws between one and two picks a game. Go ahead and, and look at it however you want. Peyton Manning's had two weeks off. He's had time to prep. But at the same time, he's also had two weeks to get out of game mode. Peyton Manning's normally not the type of guy to get out of game mode, but it's been proven in the past when it comes to getting first-round buys and when it comes to getting that two-week break going into the Super Bowl. He gets a little bit rusty. I think the Broncos do some damage in this game. I'm not going to go ahead and throw my pick out there yet because I want to hear Silva's uh, take on what Gonzo thinks is going to happen. Um, I think, well, here's oh, the thing. He just did the roof. The roof. Here we go. The roof is on fire dance. Gon- and you Gonzo's guys Gonzo's keys to the game is... R. R? Is Grammar R- Nazi. Ours. We talked about the soup Nazi. Now we got the fucking contain Lynch. Um, and he said something else that I apparently didn't write down, and I kind of feel like a jerk because he talks really fast, and I was trying to get him all down. But contain Lynch. That is, I feel like there's some obvious things that have been said about the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning can't throw picks. Richard Sherman has to play well and has to get physical. The Seattle defense is good in the back. Their back four is the best. 
The Broncos receivers are the best. Blah, 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 blah. Too much obvious information going out. Very obvious, yeah. Too much. It is what it is. Here's what I think. The Broncos have two keys that if they do correctly, that they do correctly, will win the game. If they just do these two things. And it's about these two matchups. It's Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, versus the Seattle defense. If they play poorly, the Denver Broncos will not win this game. If they play at or above what they played this season, plus the Broncos middle, the Broncos linebacking core versus the Seattle offense. Something that's not getting talked about at all is the Denver Broncos defense. They're just getting washed under the rug. They just took two Pro Bowl quarterbacks and held them pretty much in check the whole game. Two possible MVP quarterbacks to my... I just put that to boot. I mean, people people say... I mean, the reason the Broncos were supposed to lose to New England was because of what? Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. reason they were supposed to lose, or possibly could lose, to the Chargers were because of Philip, Philip Rivers. Rivers. And Ryan Matthews. Exactly. That's not what happened. They owned both of those games. They owned them. I'm going to expand on what you said a little bit because I agree completely uh, the Denver defense against pretty much the Seattle offense. But then again, you have to you have to completely well, you flip give that. Me, you want to give me just a second here? No, no, I, go I ahead. Want to finish, I want to finish my point on the I linebackers. I thought you were done. You looked no, like no, you were no. done. You had that eyebrow. My point, on the, like, li- yeah. the point on the linebackers. The linebacking core of the Denver Broncos versus the Seattle Seahawks offense, it's not just about containing Marshawn. It's going to be about staying in your gap. And you got to remember one thing. The guy who pretty much invented zone blocking is an assistant on this team. He is an advisor on this team. He is yep. not the offensive line coach. Alex Gibbs, not even being talked about. Everybody's like, oh, they're going to run all over him. They do zone blocking. Denver didn't play a lot of zone blocking people. It's like, uh, does it matter? We have the guy who practically invented zone blocking coaching. I think we'll be all right. He's going to show. He's going to be there to show and he's been there, I guarantee you, to show these linebackers how you stay in your gaps against the zone-blocking team. When the Broncos ran, zone, ran that zone-blocking, there are times where they got shut down by people who had talent and who had coaches who coached their linebackers how to stay in your gap. And that's one way we were talking about it. Beast Mode runs into the back of his guys. You stay in your gap. You're going to shut them down. You'll shut them down. You will do exactly what they do. problem is, is uh, too many players try to be heroes. And... But if you if you do your job and try and trust the You'll guys okay. around you, You'll be okay. I and agree I guarantee completely. you, if you put Alex Gibbs out there with those linebackers to get them to understand what their job is and their responsibility is when they run the ball and when they're in coverage, because the other thing you gotta watch out for is when they go to pass, go watch out for Russell Wilson because he can run. And though they're fast, I'm sorry, you gotta watch out for them. I here's the deal. I agree with part of what you're saying, and I disagree what everybody else in the sports field of bullshit talk are saying completely. Everybody's saying it's all about the Denver Broncos offense against the Seattle Seahawks defense. It's not at all. Ne- negate that. No, 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 no. I said I, I agree with half of what you're saying. I'm talking about everybody else right now. Um. Denver Broncos offense is going to do what they do. They're going to move the ball. They're going to score touchdowns. They're they're going to have success. It doesn't matter. 
the Seattle Seahawks defense is going to stop Peyton Manning once or twice. They're going to have success, whether it's a forced fumble, whether it's a pick. It's going to turn into points. Go ahead and I don't want to say negate those two per se because the Denver Broncos offense is going to put up more points than the Seattle defense. The real matchup I'm looking at is this newfound Denver offense that pulled their heads out of their asses about five weeks ago and decided to start playing defense versus Russell Wilson, who's been struggling as of late up until last week or two weeks ago. Um, What I'm looking at is is Marshawn Lynch. I want to see Marshawn Lynch actually use the hell out of that zone blocking scheme. I want to see him... I want to see him rush the ball. I want to see him get down the field. I don't want to see four or five yards per carry. I want to see him break a couple for about 10 to 20 yards. What this game is all about is going to be the Seattle Seahawks offense. Do they have enough firepower to go up against this newfound Denver Broncos defense? If they can, it's going to be a closer game than everybody thinks. If they can't, it's going to be a blowout, period. Um, Kind of what I'm looking at is Russell Wilson right now. Is, is he going to be the quarterback from the beginning of the season where he was throwing between two and four touchdowns a game? He was making plays. He was getting outside the pocket. Um, again, we talked about this last, uh, maybe it was two weeks ago. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen off his back foot. He will run, and he will be two steps from stepping out of bounds, and he will throw a ball 20 yards down the field on a dime. Is he going to be that quarterback? Or is he going to be the quarterback that threw three interceptions in a game five, six weeks ago? Which quarterback are we going to see on the Seattle side of the ball? Again, what I'm saying is that Denver is going to do their thing. There's no way around that. They're the number one offense in the league this year. They're the best offense in the league, period, throughout history. They're going to do their thing. Seattle, uh, I think you brought up a stat to me a couple weeks ago. Seattle is the number one defense in the league this year, but overall they're the 36th 36th rated defense in the league. It's kind of a, I mean, it's a toss-up. Which team are you going to have out there? Another thing I think it leads to is coaching. Which John Fox are you going to have out there on Sunday? Are you going to have the John Fox that when Peyton Manning comes up on a fourth and one from his own 36 and says, let's go for it, coach? Is John Fox going to force the punt, or is he going to let Peyton Manning go out there and do his thing? First of all, I think situationally that depends, because if it's fourth and one on the 36 and we're in the first quarter, there's four or five minutes off the clock. What I'm saying I'm is, punt that in general, time. third quarter, close game, uh, four-point differential. I shown you in the last, Not since, true. He's come back from, since he's come back from his heart thing, he has totally been super aggressive. He's been way more aggressive this season. Than he wasn't aggressive versus the Texans. He wasn't aggressive versus the Raiders. You have to be aggressive versus either of those Okay, teams. but let me continue into my next two games. He wasn't aggressive against the Chargers. That should have been a blowout. He wasn't aggressive against the Patriots. That should have been a blowout. There were multiple times when Peyton Manning went to the sideline and said, let me go, coach. And it didn't happen. But, on the flip side of it... It happened once in the Patriots game. Okay. One time. But we'll go one time out of a five-week span. Let's go I'm to that, that in the let's Patriots go to the Pete Carroll side of it. Pete Carroll, he's going to lean on the opinion of his offensive coordinator. He's going to lean on the opinion of where he's at in the game. Is it first quarter, second quarter, third quarter? How close is the game? Is it is it fourth and one? Is it fourth and four? Is it fourth and three? But it, I'm pretty sure he proved on a fourth and seven 
when Russell Wilson threw a touchdown pass that he is not afraid to listen to his players when they say, hey, coach, we saw something. Let us go out there and do it. That was them being smart and knowing when you have a flag and it's a free play, you throw the ball to the end zone every It's time. not even that. It, the bottom line, it was still fourth and seven. If there wasn't a flag, they, I don't think he they still gave the same play. He still gave him the green. How do you know? You don't know until you don't know if there's a flag until the ball's hiked. Well, I think no, you he, don't. I, I think he saw him come across the line and snap the ball. I watched the play. Okay, well, it is what it is. Either way, they I were going like, to go I, for I, it. I felt like they were they were probably going for it. I don't disagree with that. Okay, I mean, they were probably. It, it looked to me like they were going for it. I just don't think that that was a throw the ball into the end zone play like everybody thinks it was. So we all know what Pete Carroll is going to be in this game. He's going to go for it. He's going to go for his I gusto. I feel like that was at home, Bill. That was at home. And, you know, here's the thing. They're a young team, and when you got young players, and Pete Carroll's good with young players because he coached the shit out of a lot of them before he had to run away, before he faced tons of sanctions and couldn't fucking Why win. Why you got to bring up old shit? Huh, he just fucking left the goddamn school in the dust. Like, ah, oh, I know I fucked you all up, but uh, I got to go. Uh, there's a very important thing I got to go do. Anyway, I got to ask you. He's got a- young players, hey. they're, and they got, they got attitude, and they got confidence, and he wants to keep that, and he, he knows the only way to breed that is to be like that. So they're an emotional team. If you put Seattle down, if you get them down 14 to nothing, I don't know if they have the fucking Waylos to come back. Unless they get a turnover or something to that effect. They need, you know something, what? they need something big to happen. And if you play conservative after that, and you go into the third quarter with a two-touchdown lead... Here's the deal. Ah, man, I don't know how much... If you, if you can add three or set three, if you add three or seven more points to that and lead... Make it a 17 or a 21, absolutely. If you make it a 7 yeah, yeah. or 21, that team will completely quit. Because they're young, that's what they do. But what... And, and come on, you've got to jump on the bandwagon with me here. What the Seattle offense reminds me of is if you're sitting on your ass one night on a Friday night playing Madden, you go for it. You do it. You do what you got to do to put points on the board, even if it is out of your own territory. Now, what John Fox, and I want to know from a Broncos fan, what John Fox are we going to see at the Super Bowl? I think you're going to see a John Fox willing to do anything to win. I think if Peyton Manning says he wants to go for it, I think if the situation looks right and – he feels, because, you know, here's the thing. Peyton Manning wants to go for it, but Peyton Manning's sitting on the bench when the defense is playing. Let me give you two so scenarios. That's, that's everybody Everybody goes, well, Peyton Manning said they should go for it. Well, of course, Peyton Manning's on offense, and he wants to go for it because that's his fucking job, you know? But the, he's not watching to see what the Denver defense is doing. If the Denver defense isn't holding up, and it looks like there's like, okay, we're really having a bend, don't break, but eventually one of these times we're going to break, then you play the field position game. And that's what I think they were trying to. That's what I think. That's what those. Those are the kind of considerations you got to have. You can't just be like, "Well, I'm an aggressive coach, and I go for it on fourth down, and I don't fucking give a fuck if it's fourth and twenty on my own ten. John Fox doesn't go for it when he's in the lead in another's territory on fourth and one from the thirty. They kick the field goal. He's been notorious for it all year. So what I'm asking you Best right now, hold football. on, just simple question. Third quarter, seventeen fourteen Broncos, fourth and one. From Seattle's 40. Oh, I go for it. You go for it. What does John Fox do? I bet you John Fox goes for it, too. On the 40? Yeah. Yeah, he's going for it. He's going for it. Yeah. Okay. Because one thing that I one thing that Seattle does do well is special teams, and I don't think one thing Britton Colquitt does well is kick it inside the five. Okay. He just doesn't. 
Because he hasn't had an opportunity to all year. <laughs> if you then if you don't have the practice and game experience to do it, then why why push it? And okay. you know what? You have Peyton Manning and you have the best offense all time. This team, I believe, averages like something ridiculous, like six yards, six and a half yards of play. Something like that. It is ridiculous. So I gotta ask you now, if the Broncos which we'll get into our picks here shortly. If the Bran- if the Broncos happen to lose on Sunday, how many days are you calling in sick to work? 360. You're going to go up in there on Monday? Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> we went to the Super Bowl. All right. Bowl, fuck. I want to hear your pick. Oh, come on. With the We went to the Super Bowl. My team went to the Super Bowl four times. I still cry about it at uh, night. You know. Yeah. You go four times in a row. Shut right? up. We haven't been there in 15 years. Just going is like All right. a thing. Let's get to our picks. What do you got? I got the Broncos winning 31-24. I think that sounds pretty legit. I like the score. I've been... Uh, Oh, well, neither of the teams that I picked from the beginning of our uh, playoff picks have, have made it. I had New England Green Bay. You can't be all wrong all the time, right? That's right. why this has got to work. Law of averages, we were just talking averages. about so, it. What I'm telling you right now is... we got to get someone right. And I'm going to go ahead and lay out the scenario. But if you get it wrong again, I'm going to make sure you don't pick the Broncos. <laughs> Dude, actually, you don't do my that. boss this week at work said, who do you got this week? I said, the Broncos. He goes, can you go ahead and change that? That was a pretty good Super Bowl episode, actually, because we got into pretty in-depth stuff when it comes to offensive, defensive lines, uh, when it comes to running games. Your theory is yes, that the Seahawks will not do what they've been doing all year long. What do you mean? Coming up clutch inside two minutes when the team is driving. They're going to come up clutch outside of two minutes, and they are going to go up. 24-21. 24-21. That's what's going to happen. They're going to rely on their defense, who has been their heart and soul and their gold and their money all year, to stop Peyton Manning inside two and a half minutes, and Peyton Manning's going to make him look silly. Because that's what he does. Peyton Manning is, is if he wins this Super Bowl, he is solidifying himself as the best quarterback in the league. I said a couple weeks ago, I said Tom Brady currently is the best quarterback in the league. Period. He is. He's got more Super Bowl rings. He had all the records up until this year, um, minus passing yardage. But you know what? Drew Brees, when you're, on the, when you're on the Saints, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're throwing the ball. Anyway, Tom Brady uh, is currently, unless Peyton Manning wins this Super Bowl, the best quarterback in the league. I hate to say it. I can't stand the Patriots. I, I, hope, they, I hope their stadium blows up and they move and they end up going to, like, freaking – Nashville or I think something. And all, they all get canceled. To correct you on yeah. your interception point, by the way. Yes. He, he is good for pick every two games. Uh, no, go back and look at it, dude. If you average I mean, them out, if you it's average... It's so... It's .65 per game. So, okay, I see what you're saying. Pick so every two games. Pick every two games. Whatever, you know what, .65 averages out to about 9 to 10 a season, so I went and averaged it up to 1. It is what, yeah, dude, Richard Sherman's going to get his. He's going to get his. He's going to make you sure know, that. I, I don't, I, I think Richard Sherman's going to have a great game, period. He's I'm pretty sure you told us not to talk about him. He's hype. Yeah, nobody, he doesn't want anybody talking no, about him. No, don't talk about me, he said. 
Richard Sherman's hype. He's gonna play the he's game play, of his so career. Don't even. Don't, I'm not even doubting that he's not gonna have a good game at all. I don't necessarily know if he'll he'll get a pick because I don't know that he'll. He get might thrown. tip it into his linebacker's I know, hands again. I don't know that he'll get thrown to. That's my point. It's Peyton not, Manning's gonna throw to him. Get, I don't think he'll throw at him unless it's a only Demarius Thomas can catch this pass. He isn't Colin Kaepernick who goes, I'm going to throw this into the end zone. Kind of, sort of. How do you feel about the possible 20-mile-per-hour winds in the 30-degree weather in this game? I feel like since I just heard a weather report that said it's going to be in the upper 40s with 5 to 8-mile-an-hour winds. When did you hear that? Because earlier today it was... it was, er, it was. I actually just... Today is when I heard that, is that the jet stream is supposed to adjust in a very favorable way for the run. Fucking, we got a meteorologist Bam. on the show now. I'm looking Boom. at every aspect of See, this See, I game. read an article earlier today I that played. said 40s with up to 20 mile an hour gusts. Coming home from work, forecasters... Did you hear it on a Denver radio show? That's the problem. Oh, anyway, carry on. Actually, well, I mean, it's ESPN radio, so I don't, but I don't know. I mean, it's still Either like, way, we're both picking the Broncos road. to win. I don't think the I don't think weather's going to play up. If if we were going to if weather was going to be an issue tonight was going to be the day you found out. And we were talking about this where on the East Coast you basically know maybe two to three days prior to the actual forecast of what exactly. the weather's going to be and all this shit all week it's about gotten better thirty. It's since, gotten better every since day. The 10 it's day been weird. forecast they've gotten better. Do they have Tim Tebow on the sidelines for Denver this week? Because I'm pretty sure God is with you guys when it comes to the forecast. Silva, I got a fastball for you. I got a fastball for you. You're knocking my buffs? Oh, you're CU fan? Yeah, that's where I fucking graduated from. Remember when you got all the sandwiches? I like sandwiches. Well, should have been at my graduation party. Fuck me. So hold on, before we get to um, the end of the show, um, you talked about going in-depth, and you mentioned yet another term... That stems from nem- uh, nerd culture uh, that sports have taken. Do I need to stop again? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> you said Legion of Boom? Legion of Boom. What is that? It's uh, the defensive backfield for Seattle. Okay. Because obviously that's a play on the Legion of Doom. From the oh, Super Friends. They okay. may have made it work together, but that's not what they meant. Uh, question mark? <laughs> That's what they meant. Yeah. All right. Carry on. It's just you guys are taking over aspects Fast of... Fastball-y? Fastball, and I had to do this on the fly because I definitely yeah, forgot it was already? my turn this week. Oh, man. Silva. 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 Are you ready? It's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl related. Super fastballs. Super fast bowls. How do the Seattle Seahawks win this game? Ooh, hmm. that is a very good question. Okay, actually. I want to hear it. The Seattle Seahawks win this game by creating havoc up front, not in the backfield. Like a mullet. Because their backfield, as talented as they are, aren't talented enough to cover five different guys. Correct. Every offense starts with the middle if you can, everybody says, oh, you beat this quarterback by going up the middle. You beat Tom Brady by creating chaos in the middle. Every quarterback by going up the middle. So they need to create the chaos with their four down linemen up front, 
starting in the middle to get Manning to move because Manning is a statue in there. He doesn't run. Okay. Um, so that's how defensively, that's how they're going to get it done to get a win. They need to have that happen for them. Offensively, everybody says it has to be Marshawn Lynch. Eh. Yes and no. Marshawn Lynch does need to have. Marshawn Lynch needs to have a game where he goes over 100 yards, scores a touchdown. What it really comes down to, what this game is going to come down to for the win, for Seattle, is if Russell Wilson plays lights out. Has to. No picks. He Zero. He cannot turn the ball over. He cannot run backwards for 16 yards and throw off of his back foot. He cannot. That's what he's good at. It's not a good thing. That okay. is not. That is not good thing in the NFL. That might work in college. That does not work in the Super Bowl. You play a team, the Super Bowl caliber team. Okay. I don't care how good or bad their defense is. Broncos defense, for as bad as everybody says it is, it's not that bad. No. Yeah, everybody's team has to been playing for behind, so their defensive, their run stopping, is pretty good. Obviously, their defensive backfield isn't as bad as they look. But Russell Wilson has to play lights out if Seattle's going to win this game. This game is about Russell Wilson if, for Seattle. It's about Russell Wilson playing the game of his career. See, I wanted to take you out of your element a little bit and take you away from your own team. I already know you're not going to be able to sleep tonight or tomorrow night. And I'm pretty sure you're going to be panicking in my living room at least once or twice. Um, no, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, now, curious... Uh, we obviously both have Peyton Manning being the uh, Super Bowl MVP of the Denver Broncos if they win the Super Bowl. Who is your MVP if the Seahawks win the Russell Super Bowl? Wilson. See, I've got Lynch. I, I've I, got Lynch. I have him pulling a Terrell Davis. Absolutely. I, I, I think if, but like I said, that for Seattle to win this game, I think I think Marshawn Lynch can have one of his. His normal two yard, touchdowns, uh, 120. I, well, if he gets two touchdowns, that might be a trouble. That, that's going to be a big in-trouble thing. Because that means Peyton Manning has not been on, on the field. And, or there's okay. big plays. Or the, he's running for big plays. And big plays will beat you. So we're both we're both uh, pretty much set that but the I, Denver Broncos win this Super Bowl and you guys have a riot slash parade. Both. Bada bing. <laughs> what do we got for our dugout tonight? A riot, pariot. Can I start it? Pariot. And I just looked across the room. It's like the Anchorman. I love lamp thing. I love um, lamp. Hewlett Packard or Dell? Oh, I've actually owned both. Because um, I know you're an Apple guy. I want to take you outside of your. The room. last computer was a Dell, so I have to go Dell. Okay. Oh, I'll look around at the room and look at things too. Who's your favorite Blues Clues character? <laughs> I thought it was the one or the other. The original Steve, he got replaced like after so, and it was Child like child molesting it was and like, stuff. It was yeah, like, it was goddamn, bad. it was like. Is that what happened? I don't know. I'm making shit it was, up. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was, was like it drugs to do drugs. It was like when Tim they replaced Tebow prostitution. It was, it was like when they replaced Becky on Roseanne, where it was like you are obviously not the same person. It's not even close. You didn't even say mom the right way. Did you notice that shit? No. Did you notice on the she season says mom, finale? Like M E M. Did you notice on the season? Do you notice the season finale, uh, uh, or a series finale, when um, John Goodman plays the grown-up DJ? He's like in a mental hospital going, she's different, but she's not different. She's different, but she's not different. As a meta reference to the two different actresses. Because the original Becky came back after Mm -hmm. Sarah Chalk left. Sarah Chalk was the replacement. 
while back you went to college. Doug. Yep. Married Mark. Salsas. Hair Days. Same company. Awesome flavors. Did you just say salsas and hair days? Hair days. It's a, it's, it's a salsa. Hair days. What? I'm Hairdays. fucking white. I don't know what I'm talking God, gringo. Hair days. Oh. Green or red salsa. <laughs> well, I don't like tomatoes. I'm going to go green. Okay. I like it because it's amazing and you're going to eat a lot of it at my house. Uh, no, on I'm Sunday. Not. Yeah, you will. No, I'm not. Legion of Doom or Flojo? One is an unstoppable force of evil bent on world domination, and the other is a legion of doom. (laughs) (laughs) That one I was like, I'm gonna struggle getting through it. What do you got? I don't know, you're asking me questions. Next one. No, we just, what did you pick on that last one? We didn't get Doug's Super Bowl pick. Doug, what is your Super Bowl pick? Seattle or Denver? Nachos! No, one or the other. Seattle or Denver, pick. I got. I gotta go. I gotta go. Denver. There you um, go. I'm. I'm. It's like the I'm manatee root, picking the Super Bowl winner. I think we have a winner. I'm folks. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna root against the team that's stealing all the nerd references. Though you'd think I'd root for them, I'm rooting against them because they took the nerd references, and those are ours. Do you like Skittles? Yeah, I'll taste the rainbow. Then fucking, why don't you pick Seattle then? Because I don't want to eat Skittle sausage. Skittle. <laughs> I love that you saw that article. Mm-hmm. I'm excited right now. It was on At Midnight. Not in a giveaway. All right. Well, that's our show, folks. We've got uh, we've got Super Bowl picks in. and uh, Go Broncos. Uh, not go anything, but I got the Broncos winning. Go Broncos. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo.